0: Keeping you informed and inspired.
1: We love God, we ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious, it's fun, it's your Catholic
0: Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise, Praise be the Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. It is Friday, February the 11th, 2000 and 22 you have arrived it is the weekend praise be to God well I'm you're hours away from it anyway right I mean you are so close it's going to be great hopefully you'll have a wonderful weekend hopefully the weather will you know be nice and blue skies and sunshine and maybe cold and That's just a great combination. I love that combo. Hey, uh, we're going to have a great show for you today, Mental Health from a Catholic Perspective. Catherine DiNuzzo is going to be on our show at 35 past the hour. And we're going to be talking about uh, maybe how to prevent some of those uh, troubling things that we sometimes deal with. Uh, but speaking of mental health, you know, inflation has surged 7.5% on an annual basis, highest it's ever been since 1982. So there's always that. The Biden administration is is urging Justin Trudeau up in Canada to use his federal powers to... Uh, you know, put an end to this trucker blockade thing. And then, of course, the Virginia Senate passes a bill giving parents the right to review sexually explicit school material. We're going to cover some of those stories in the What's Concerning Us at 15 past the hour. It's going to be a great show. Uh, Praise be to God. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning, Joe. Uh, What's on your agenda this weekend?
2: Uh, you know, I always wonder about that. I I don't have any plans
0: just yet. Do you you have anxiety about wondering about what you're going to (laughs) do on the weekend? Uh,
2: no, I just... we have a
0: mental health health expert on the show today. Maybe we can just do a counseling session for you live on the radio. That would be awesome. And maybe the listeners will benefit from it. Can you bring me a chase
2: lounge so I can just kind of lay there and talk Uh, about what I want to do this weekend? I am way too cheap for
0: that, but you can lay on the floor (laughs) if it helps.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the weekend's always dependent on the mood of my little six month old. So
0: yeah, praise be figure to God. that out. Well, it's <laughs> either way. It's good to have a couple of days off. We're gonna we're going to Holy Mass tonight. Praise be to Jesus. Oh, nice. And then of course tomorrow we have like a big long day of preparing for for confirmations, and we have like the mega altar server training tomorrow. I mean, it's like everything's going on tomorrow. So tomorrow will be busy. And then we're back at church on Sunday. So it's, for us, it's going to be at church all weekend long.
2: It's, it's a God-filled weekend the yeah. way it's supposed to be.
0: Amen. Speaking of which, Adrian Fonseca is here on The Ones and Twos. Good morning to you, Adrian.
3: Howdy, howdy. Praise be to God. It's good to be here. Is it? It is. Praise In be to God. Despite spite of
0: it all. In spite of it all. You know, last night I had
3: a great time. I invited some buddies over, and we uh, had your, your stereotypical bachelor food uh, pizza, I even did, though—
0: Did I get the text message? You're not a bachelor,
3: my friend. Oh darn! So you had to—you couldn't be married to be invited to this. Uh, Well, actually, we had one—one of our buddies. He's married, uh, but Mm -hmm. he's uh, also Mm -hmm. twenty. Wait a minute!
2: Aren't you married?
3: (laughs) Oh yeah, I forgot. I told everybody I was married. Um, It was a lie. uh, Full disclosure: I'm not actually married. Yeah. So there you go, but uh, no, uh, no, it was good. We had uh, our my buddy. Uh, he's he's twenty years old. He got married last year, mm-hmm. and he proposed to his uh, his wife when he when hey, she turned eighteen. Now. Wow! Uh, so praise be to God. It's it's great. And yeah. then uh, yeah, so and my love. there we
0: go. Yeah, praise be to God. Praise so be to God. He's been married for like six months now. So that's pretty awesome. That is awesome. Well, God is so very good. Uh, we're gonna have a great show today, as I said. We're going to talk about mental uh, wealth. Mental wealth. Mental health. Mental I health. have lots and lots of health of, of mental health. Mental mental <laughs> <laughs> that's debatable, my friend. But anyway, mental health <laughs> from a Catholic perspective. Catherine Danuzo is going to be our guest. Uh, don't forget to get your car raffle tickets. Uh, you, you would love a Mercedes. I know you would. Don't even try to lie to me, okay? I know you would love a Mercedes. You might win, but more importantly, you'd be supporting Catholic Radio, and that's always a winner. Go to grnonline.com for the details to do that. And if you can hang out with us in the second hour. I know not everybody can. I can appreciate if you're not able to. Uh, but if you're able to, we're going to have a good time today giving out prizes during our game show. That's called Fear and Trembling, and that happens in our second hour every, every day. And today's the day we give out the prize. Praise be to Jesus. Plus, we have our after show where we hang out with you, and uh, I have some. Uh, a listener sent us a, a gift here, so praise be to God. I will talk about that and share that with you in the after show as well. You can always hang out on the live video feeds, Facebook youtube twitter odyssey linkedin and i forget where else it's all linked up go to grnonline.com forward slash c d t for those details and thank you everybody who's on our cdt and set our email list i appreciate your help i appreciated the feedback that some of you sent me yesterday uh, i'm very grateful to you for that so if you want to be on the email list again grnonline.com forward slash c d t let's pray let's jump in in the name of the father the son of the holy ghost Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your breaking news with Rudy Carlos.
2: Good morning. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Drive Time. I'm Rudy Carlos. And now your headline news this morning. One American News reports Russia holds drills in Belarus as West warns of dangerous moment. Britain said on Thursday the most dangerous moment in the West's standoff with Moscow appeared imminent as Russia held military exercises in Belarus and the Black Sea following the Russian buildup of forces near the Ukrainian border. In response, Ukraine also staged war games of their own, and the U.S. urged Americans in Ukraine to leave immediately due to the increasing threats of Russian military action. And the Blaze reports, they will not silence me. Doctor who raised alarm about Omicron says she was pressured by international politicians and scientists to say it is mild. It is not mild, rather. Doctor... Angelique Kutzi, who is one of the first people to raise the alarm about the Omicron variant, claims that she was pressured by politicians and scientists not to publicly state that it was a mild illness, and to instead say that the strain is serious. She says, quote, I was told not to publicly state that it was a mild illness, unquote, She said, adding, I have been asked to refrain from making such statements and to say that it's, a, it's not a serious, excuse me, and to say that it is a serious illness. I declined. Those infected with the Omicron variant report sore muscles and fatigue that typically last for two days. And MarketWatch reports stocks end sharply lower as hot inflation-reading sparks Fed fears. Stocks finished with sharp losses on Thursday, dropping after the January Consumer Price Index showed a much hotter-than-expected 7.5 percent inflation rate year-over-year jump. And RFI France reports France's Macron calls for nuclear power renaissance, building at least six reactors. French President Emmanuel Macron announced that he is looking to build up to 14 new nuclear reactors in order to move the country away from conventional fuels. He says, quote, What we have to build today, because it's the right moment, is the renaissance of the French nuclear industry, Macron said, in Belfort, northeastern France. Citing confidence in science and technology, the reactors will be developed by state energy giant EDF. And those are your headline news this morning. God love you.
3: The saint of the day. Well, first, I have to mention a particular saint of the day. That's not actually the saint of the day. That will be Our Lady of Lords. Today is the feast of Our Lady of the Lords, so make sure that you offer up a prayer uh, to Our Lady of Lords today and to recognize that Our Lady is the Immaculate Conception. But the saint of the day is Saint Pascal, born in the eighth century. Pascal was the son of Bonsus, a Roman. He studied at the Lateran and was named head of the St. Stephen's Monastery, which housed pilgrims to Rome, and was elected pope to succeed Pope Stephen IV. On the day Stephen died, January 25, 817, Emperor Louis the Pious agreed to respect papal jurisdiction. But when Louis's son, Lothair, came to Rome in 823 to be consecrated king, he broke the pact by presiding at a trial involving a group of nobles opposing the pope. When the two papal officials who had testified for the nobles were found blinded and murdered, Pascal was accused of the crime. He denied any complicity but refused to surrender the murderers, who were members of his household, declaring that the two dead officials were traitors and the secular authorities had no jurisdiction in the case. The result was the constitution of Lothair severely restricting the papal judicial and police powers in Italy. Pascal was unsuccessful in attempting to end the iconoclast heresy of Emperor Leo V, encouraging Saints Neo-Nysphorus and Theodore Studius in Constantinople to resist iconoclasm. He gave refuge to many Greek monks who fled to Rome to escape persecution from the iconoclast. Pascal built and redecorated many churches in Rome and transferred many relics from the catacombs to churches in the city. Pascal died on the 11th of February, 824. The Roman curia refused him the honor of burial in St. Peter's Basilica because of his harsh government of the Roman people. He was instead buried in the Basilica of Santa Presede, which also contains the famous Episcopa Theodora mosaic of his mother. Pascal was canonized in the late 16th century, and his feast day in the Roman calendar was on May 14th. And now is on the 11th of February, which would be today.
0: Saint Pascal, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Mark chapter 7, verses 31 through 37. Jesus left the district of Tyre and went by way of Sidon to the Sea of Galilee into the district of the Decapolis. And people brought to him a deaf man who had a speech impediment and begged him to lay his hands on him. He took him off by himself away from the crowd and put his finger into the man's ears and spitting, touched his tongue. Then he looked up to heaven and groaned and said to him, Ifafa, that is, be opened. And immediately the man's ears were opened. His speech impediment was removed and he spoke plainly. He ordered them not to tell anyone, but the more he ordered them not to, the more they proclaimed it. They were exceedingly astonished, and they said, He has done all things well, and he makes the deaf hear and the mute speak the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You might remember we are still in Gentile country here. Our Lord is uh, performing these miracles. on these uh, Goyin dogs, as the Jews would say in the first century there. Here's what Pseudo-Christentom said this morning about this passage. He takes the deaf and dumb man who was brought to him apart from the crowd, that he might not do his divine miracles openly, teaching us to cast away vain glory and swelling of heart, for no one can work miracles as he can, who loves humility and is lowly in his conduct. But he puts his finger into his ears when he might have cured him with a word to show that his body being united to deity was consecrated by divine virtue with all that he did. For since on account of the transgression of Adam, human nature had incurred much suffering and hurt in its members and senses. Christ, coming into the world, showed the perfection of human nature in himself, and on this account opened ears with his fingers and gave the power of speech by his spittle. You know, um... Hadock's commentary, uh, I I love what he said about Ephatha. It says it's a Syriac word. Jesus Christ, in the cure of this man, uses many and various actions. But as of their own nature, they are no ways equal to such a cure. They show, first, that the cure was miraculous. And secondly, that virtue which His divinity communicated to His sacred body, we must not suppose that our Savior here groaned on account of any difficulty He experienced in working this miracle, but only from a commiseration for the man whom He was about to heal, as likewise to show how very difficult is the cure of those who are spiritually deaf and dumb by sin." He was affected in a similar manner when he raised Lazarus to life to show with what difficulty a man dead and buried in sin by evil habits can arise from the miserable state. Close quote. Hadock's commentary today was very, very good. Praise be to God. It kind of reminds me of how many people might doubt the Lord, especially you might recall when he's on his cross and he says, uh, uh, my God, my God, Why hast thou forsaken me? I'll never forget many years ago, I mean, like 2004 maybe, uh, I was leading a, a Bible study during the season of Lent at our parish for teens. And I brought this up and I said, what if I said to you, oh, say can you see, what would you say next? And they all knew the very next line, right? I mean, most of us do, praise be to God. And then I said, well, what if I said, oh my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Did they know the next line? They didn't. And so I invited them to dive deep into the Psalms, Psalm 22, and to realize that there's more under the surface than we give credit to. And when we dive deep into sacred scripture, we must not stay on the surface, but rather dive deep into it to get to the intent of the author. And our Lord did not suffer because he was weak like you and me. He suffered for your soul. Think about that. We'll be right back hello how would you like a chance to win
1: a
3: mercedes-benz
1: what's up with the accent dave
3: oh hey Cecil. just putting on a posh accent because this year with the grn we're raffling off a pro pretty... oh
1: you mean the 2022 mercedes-benz gla 250
3: that's right you're... and that
1: all listeners need to do to get their tickets is to contact their general manager or visit grnonline.com forward slash raffle and that all the funds raised go to the grn tickets are only one for 25 dollars or five for a hundred yeah pretty much oh i took over your spot again didn't i
4: Well, it was probably for the best. Carry-o! Can a moral relativist object to God's goodness based on the problem of evil? The answer is no, at least when it comes to moral evil. And here's the reason. You see, moral relativism states no moral truths exist independently of the individual. That's to say, what is right and wrong is relative to what the individual determines. Now, how can a relativist's deviation from his own moral standard be considered morally evil when there's nothing to oblige him to follow his moral standard? The answer is, it can't. But if no moral evil can exist within the mental framework of moral relativism, well then obviously a relativist complaint about the problem of moral evil is useless. So the relativist either has to give up the complaint about the problem of moral evil to keep relativism, or give up relativism to keep the complaint about the problem of moral evil. The relativist can't have both. I'm Carlo Brusard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com.
0: Praise be to Jesus Christ, welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean, so good to be on with you, praise be to God. Coming up at 35 past this hour, Catherine Denuzo is going to be our guest. She is the founder of Sacred Heart Mental Wellness, and uh, she specializes in helping people overcome anxiety and depression. And so we're going to be talking about mental wellness from a Catholic perspective with Catherine Denuzo. That's coming up, so stick around for that. There are, as I say, several stories in the news that are of great concern to me, and I'm sure to some of you as well. Praise be to God. Uh, I'm still watching the... Um, the Canadian trucker rally pretty closely. We did invite uh, one of their chief spokesmen on and hopefully we'll be able to get them on. I- I- hopefully next week. I don't know. Well, we'll let you know just to kind of get the latest of what is the situation up there. Uh, there's been some successes in some of the other provinces, but not in Ottawa for sure. It's become even more incre- increasingly more difficult there for them. So we're going to keep them in our prayers for sure. But there, uh, here's a story out of uh, lifeside news. Headline goes, Virginia Senate passes bill giving parents right to review sexually explicit school material. Now, I know many of us are parents and many of us have children in school. And we're always having to play helicopter parents, right? We have to be very careful about what our kids are experiencing, what they're going through, what what kind of material the schools are using. And, And oftentimes we read in the headlines that the schools are doing things that we are not aware of. And we have very little control, and we're only finding out about them after the fact. Well, let me read a little bit of this LifeSite News article to you. It says the Virginia Senate has passed a bill that would mandate parental notification for sexually explicit school content and allow parents to demand non-explicit material. The majority Democrat chamber approved the legislation, SB 656, in a 2018 vote Wednesday. Praise be to God. Two Democrats, senators... Join Republicans to pass the bill. Um, SB 656 requires public schools to notify parents of any instructional material that includes sexually explicit content and allows parents to review it. The legislation also requires schools to provide alternative, non-explicit material to any student upon a parent's request. The bill tasks Virginia Department of Education with developing model policies on parental notification for school boards by no later than July. Quote, each school board shall adopt policies that are consistent with, but may be more comprehensive than the model policies developed by the department, uh, according to the bill. School boards have until July the 1st, 2023, to implement the new policies. Golly, 2023, I'm, I wonder what will happen between now and then. A lot, I imagine. A lot will happen between now and, and then. Now, here's, here's a good example of why this becomes necessary, why this is like a real deal. Here's another headline I saw just this morning. This one's out of the New York Post. Headline goes, Connecticut students told to use pizza toppings as metaphor for sex. Connecticut students are being told to use pizza toppings as a metaphor. Here's a little... Here's a little part of this article. Students at a Connecticut medical school, a middle school rather, not a medical school. Students at a Connecticut middle school were reportedly instructed to use pizza as a metaphor for sex and asked to cite their favorite toppings, including cheese for kissing and olives for less than good things. I won't read everything here to you. It's just, I'm not doing that. Thank you, but no. The eighth graders at John F. Kennedy Middle School in Enfield received the pizza and consent assignment, which compared ordering a pizza to receiving consent, according to Fox News. Quote, we can use pizza as a metaphor for this. The assignment said, when you order a pizza with your friends, everyone checks in with each other's preferences, right? Some people might be a vegan. Some people might be gluten free. Others might love pineapple while others prefer pepperoni, it said. Now I don't really want to read all this article to you. I, I it grosses me out to, to think about this. But the reality is, um, it basically makes casual something that is sacred. the The gift of human sexuality between man and woman, in the marriage bond, is not casual. It is not. Um, it is not debased. It is not disgusting. It is beautiful. It is holy. It is sacred. It is the foundation by which life comes into the earth, by which God, using us uh, creatures, us frail creatures, to bring about life on planet earth. To form that person into not only an adult, a human person, to understand and to be a good a participant in humanity, but more importantly, to become a saint, to transform the lives of others. This is the purpose, the sacred duty of men and women entering into the marriage bond, the sacrament and the world treats it like it's pizza, like it doesn't matter. It uses such casual language, such, uh, such concepts in the impressionable minds of young people to make them think that their partners are casual and that the act itself doesn't matter. It's like a menu. You pick and you choose. And as long as everybody's consenting, it's no big deal. These are, these are uh, kids. This is a, a middle school. We're talking about here. Do, dear listener, do you want your children to go to a middle school and to receive this instruction? This is why Virginia, even Democrats in Virginia, are, are getting together with Republicans. Could you imagine Democrats and Republicans agreeing on anything? And here they are agreeing, knowing that parents must have the ability, because parents are the primary educators of their children, according to the Catholic Church, according to natural law. We are the primary educators, and it is not just a village that gets to decide uh, what happens to children, but it is parents entrusted with the sacred duty of bringing about that life and then forming that life. And too often, parents are sending their kids off to these schools, and they don't know what goes down until after the fact. After your child has been exposed to insanity, and now you're in damage control— and you're trying to help your kid. I mean, this just this week. I mean, uh, Rudy was wasn't there a story this week about a girl who committed tried to commit suicide yes, because of the twice. stuff she encountered at school?
2: Yeah. So um, yeah, if you missed that story, this this young girl uh, thought that she was transgender because she liked to play video games, and so she was affirmed in that, and she tried to commit suicide twice because she was so unhappy with the way that uh, her fellow students were treating her, and it turns out that she had been to the counselor. Both occasions, she had been going through counseling with this particular counselor at the school. And uh, the counselor was reaffirming her in being transgender. That's crazy. The parents had no idea. No idea. Until she tried to take her life for the second time.
0: You know, um, and it makes you wonder, like, when, whenever we talk about things like school choice, for instance, mm-hmm. you know, trying to give parents an option uh, to provide the best education for their child within their means. And they almost always get shut down, school choice. Like, it, it never – it doesn't matter who's in charge, Republican or Democrat. It almost never matters because it never gets through. Why is that? I wonder. Mm.
2: I Well, I, I happen to think that it's <laughs> – the schools want to raise your children for you. You think? They, they want to form your children in a particular way. And, you know, I don't think people – People who send their kids to public school are, are, are evil people or they're no, ignorant people. I, I, you know, certain circumstances require requires that sort of situation. But you have to be careful because they are forming your children for you.
0: Well, I, I, I also think of it in terms of, you know, when my wife and I uh, decided that we were going to homeschool, I, I had to work three jobs to make that happen, to bring my wife home because she was making mm-hmm. more money than me at the time as a paralegal. Yeah. And I had to do what I had to do in order to make that happen. And we've been doing it ever since. And, but I think of, like, there's a whole bunch of stay-at-home moms. Like, not stay-at-home moms. Single moms is what I'm thinking about. Single moms, you know, divorced or, or they're in their situations are not ideal in any way, shape, or form. And they're trying to raise their kids, do the best they can, or, stay, or single dads even. Trying to raise their kids, and they have very little choices at their disposal. And we can't even give them school choice. Because uh, we have to send our kids to these these situations where they're going to be indoctrinated and or bullying. I mean, just this just yesterday, I saw in our Facebook group for our neighborhood a parent saying, "Hey, we just moved here. Does anybody else have a problem with bullying going on at the school? Because our daughter's having to go to counseling now." Wow. I mean, you're trying to your kid is like being sent to the prison yard every day. Yeah, that is mind boggling to me. the the world that we're living in, and the difficulties our young kids are having to face, and the parents who are struggling to find a way to to be there for them, and to care for them, and to provide for these needs. And in Virginia, praise be to God, I would love to see this pass. I would love to see parents be given the choice before anything happens. A warning, forcing these teachers to have to warn the parents that, hey, uh, we're going to be doing X, Y, and Z. Just so you know, and then the kid has an, uh, the parents have an opportunity to take the kid out of those situations and prevent them from being. But the problem still remains: they're in their peer groups, and their friends have gone to that class now, and they're going to talk about that. So right. it the is such poisoned. a troubling. It's a, yeah, it's a very troubling situation. And of course, not every school is horrible, not every teacher is bad. I understand there's some wonderful teachers out there, praise be to God. But more and more and more, we are seeing parents have for having to. Force these school boards to get with it. And in Connecticut, uh, with this middle school, that's exactly what's happened. Uh, Again, I don't want to read all of this article to you just because it's kind of gross, and I don't want to do that. And um, it's a troubling situation. So let's pray for parents. Let's pray for schools. Let's pray for the teachers to kind of get their... their priority straight when it comes to that. Here's another article before we end up going to break here that I saw this morning out of the national review. Um, You might've caught this on social media, but Catholic charities has been uh, at the border has been, shuttling these illegal immigrants to airports and other places, and there's been some video that's been out about that. Well, watchdog groups sue Biden administration for communications with Catholic organizations on migrants, according to the National Review, uh, over at nationalreview.com. A little bit of this real quick. says two watchdog groups are suing the Department of Homeland Security for the Department of Health and Human Services for records of communications with Catholic organizations involved in aiding migrants at the U.S. border. Catholic vote civic action and judicial watch filed the lawsuit on wednesday judicial watch announced in a press release after dhs and hhs failed to respond f- to a freedom of information act request made back in september the FOIA requests were for communications between u.s customs and border protection and catholic charities of the rio grande valley the humanitarian respite center in McAllen, texas and the diocese of brownsville I mean the bottom line here I think in my opinion is listen uh someone come, someone needs help uh we should help I I mean the good samaritan right we don't uh we don't we don't qualify that if there's a person who needs help and we have the means to help we should be helping however should catholic charities or any other organization ngo catholic or otherwise be participating in an illegal activity therein lies the real trick right um you know, I was thinking of Mother uh, Mariana de Jesus Torres from Our Lady of Buen Suceso de la Purification, and how she, as a prioress, always had the greatest charity for those uh, nuns in her convent who hated her and tried to have her imprisoned and did so successfully three times. She always loved them more than she loved the, the, the nuns that, that loved her back. She had greater love for her, her enemies than her own friends, and yet never did she tolerate their, their infractions to the rule. And I think that's a good uh, rule to live by. We should love love those who have needs. We should love even our enemies, and yet still we can stand for truth, and have integrity. And therein, I think, lies the trick in this particular case. But as it develops, we'll let you know more as it comes around. At any rate, we're going to go to break. We're going to come back. We're going to have breaking news and stories with uh, Rudy Carlos. And then, of course, Catherine DiNuzzo, founder of Sacred Heart Mental Wellness, is going to be our guest to talk about mental wellness, anxiety, and the rest from a Catholic perspective. It's all coming your way. Catholic Drive Time. Share us with a friend. We'll be right back. Between now and February
5: 21st, the GRN is raffling off a 2022 GLA 250 in Midnight Black. And this sweet beauty of a car can be all yours by going to grnonline.com and purchasing five tickets for $100 or $25 for one. All proceeds support Catholic Radio on the GRN. Now that's a deal that's all right, all right, all right.
2: This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever noticed that most modern philosophies are very dark and depressing? As G.K. Chesterton
4: says, most people in our world today have been forced to be happy about the little things, but sad about the big ones. But that's not the way we were meant to be. We
2: were
5: meant to be joyful. Sadness is only an interlude praise should be the permanent pulsation of the soul. The Christian is able to
2: deny
4: himself immediate pleasures because there's great joy and fulfillment inside him. The pagan must constantly seek after pleasure because there's great
2: sadness and emptiness inside him. Joy, which is the small
4: publicity of the pagan, is the gigantic secret of the Christian. Let's share the secret. Want more than a minute? Visit our
2: website, Chesterton.org. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm Rudy Carlos. And now, more headlines. Breitbart reports Peter Schweitzer's red-handed. Universities like Yale failed to report Chinese Communist cash as required by law. Peter Schweitzer, a best-selling investigative author, says U.S. colleges and universities are not complying with federal laws with regard to reporting the millions of dollars they receive in donations linked to the Chinese Communist Party. He details these findings in his latest book, Red Handed, How American Elites Get Rich Helping China Win. Among many universities that failed to report, he states that University of Pennsylvania is the worst offender and that Chinese donations soared after the school opened its Biden Center. Some of those donors were anonymous, but de- declared donors included the state-owned China Merchants Bank and a company called the Cathay Fortune owned by Yu Yang, a secretive Chinese billionaire who appears to have strong links with the Communist Party. And The Blaze reports French police ban protests in Paris inspired by Canadian Freedom Convoy under penalty of prison time. Online groups have called for protesters of vaccine mandates to converge in Paris on Friday night and drive to Brussels, the European Union's capital, on Monday. But French police said that any protests planned against vaccine mandates in Paris that block traffic were banned under the penalty of prison time. The Paris police prefecture announced that anyone blocking traffic would be subject to a possible sentence of two years in prison, as well as steep fines and a three-year suspension of their driver's licenses. Nicholas Barat, an independent truck driver considering the protest, said, We are just tired of it all. We want to go where we want without being asked for a vaccine pass." LifeSite reports bills in 16 states would save kids from mutilating trans surgeries, but Republicans are blocking them. Bills filed in at least 16 states would ban sterilizing transgender drugs and surgeries for children, but a few are advancing amid resistance from Republican leaders. In the bills, if the bills become law, rather, they would save tens of thousands of children with gender dysphoria from lifelong damage caused by transgender drugs and surgeries. A recent Florida bill, HB 211, would crack down on doctors who remove children's healthy body parts or prescribe off-label hormone drugs to kids. Even though Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has publicly endorsed such measures, the state's Republican House Speaker is actively preventing HB 211 from moving forward, according to the bill author. In Alabama, a similar bill introduced by Senator Shelnut last year died without a vote in the Republican-led House after passing the Senate 23 to 4. The same thing happened to multiple bans in Texas that cleared the state Senate but never made it to the House floor. And Sky News reports Art Attack, Russian painting vandalized by bored security guard who drew eyes on it. On his first day at a Russian art gallery, a bored security guard drew eyes on available painting, according to police, He faces up to three months in prison. Anna Leporskaya's avant-garde artwork Three Figures, which was painted between 1932 and 1934, depicts featureless faces and was worth 740,000 euros. The painting was on display at the Boris Yeltsin Pres- Presidential Center in the city of Yekaterinburg, where the new employee scrawled eyes on it with a ballpoint pen. And those are your headline news this morning.
0: God love you. <laughs> oh, man, that's fun. Thank you, uh, Rudy, for, for the hard-hitting news. We, we appreciate that. <laughs> Joining us right now is Catherine Denuso, founder of Sacred Heart Mental Wellness. Uh, Catherine specializes in helping clients to overcome anxiety and depression as well as other concerns, all from a Catholic perspective. Praise be to God. Good morning to you, Catherine Denuso.
6: Good morning. Thank you so much for having me here with you guys today. I'm so excited.
0: Amen. It's been a while. The last time we had you on, you were on with your husband, who had just recovered from a very serious case of COVID. Uh, So how is he doing, by the way?
6: Uh, If anyone can offer some prayers, he actually got COVID again and was hospitalized again in January. Oh, wow. Kind of feel like we're on a marathon where someone just said, hey, those first 20 miles, they don't count.
0: We're right, going to yeah. start again. It <laughs> was a good warm-up there. <laughs>
6: <laughs> so we're going to keep going.
0: Oh, man. So but is he okay?
6: He is okay. It wasn't as bad this time, but good. still that fatigue and that tired and yeah. um, just all those complications. So pray for our family. It was hard for the kids. and
0: Yeah, I'm sure and, it was.
6: It's
0: hard to find out the first 20 miles didn't count. Okay. Well, we will be praying for sure. Praise be to God. Um, uh, Let's talk about uh, mental wellness. And in particular, it looks like you're specializing in uh, anxiety and depression. Tell me about uh, uh, these particular aspects of mental uh, health and mental wellness. And maybe give us a, a sense of the scope of what people are dealing with.
6: Okay. Well, I mean, I, th- I was thinking about this as we were listening to the news. I mean, I'm so glad it ended with a little bit of a kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, right. it's so heavy. It's so heavy, right? It and always is, yeah. So the reality is, is that our brains are meant to deal with conflict or fear for a second, for maybe a couple minutes, and then to go to calm. Mm. And what we're seeing is that the pandemic has really left people with a lot of unknowns and a lot of fears, and it's this... Our brains weren't made to be in this state of unknown for so long. Mm -hmm. And so people have lost that ability to kind of like pull yourself up from your bootstraps. I was like, I feel like my bootstraps are weighing, right? (laughs) They're just frayed. They they can't pull anymore. Mine
0: have fallen off, but okay. (laughs) Exactly. But that's
6: how people are feeling. And so, but a lot of times it's people who have never felt that way before. Mm -hmm. They don't even know why they feel so unable to feel motivated or just this kind of, I had a client who said, I just feel blah. And I was like, if that was a psychological term, I agree. I think most people feel blah.
0: Yeah, you know, it's you. just reminded me back in uh, what year was that? 2016. We had a big hurricane here in town, and uh, the Sunday of that hurricane, we had 78 tornado warnings on that one wow. day. <laughs> so we were watching the news. We were in this vicious news cycle, and it was it was unrelenting. And then by Monday, uh, you know, the storm had like passed and then those sort of blue skies were coming back, but our neighborhood began to fill like a bathtub, you know, Mm -hmm. and the anxiety hit my wife and um, my some of my kids in particular. And as a dad, as a husband, watching them suffer through this, this like the unknown, what will happen next? Right. Are we going to lose everything? Uh, we even had to be evacuated by boat. I mean, that emotional experience was overwhelming. And that was just a blip on the radar. The pandemic spent two years, the 15 days of slow the spread's gone two years now. So um, we've seen dramatic increases in like suicide rates, addiction rates, abuses at the house, and uh, people are suffering.
6: Absolutely. And that's actually where Sacred Heart Mental Wellness came from, is that I am a big believer in we treating the the way we look at mental health is let's wait till there's a crisis Mm -hmm. and then let's deal with it so sacred heart mental wellness is really trying to change that and say here are some tools that if you know you can help your kids through the boat evacuation or maybe help them through the boy who's not looking at them and they're sad about it in the classroom right Mm -hmm. or the test that they failed or when your wife is sad or you had a hard pregnancy Or maybe even just when things are really good, if you have these tools. So we're changing the idea to wellness, like how you go to the gym. You don't go to the gym when there's a heart attack. Mm -hmm. You go to the gym to avoid a heart attack. So I give digestible, small ideas, tools that will help you to better understand mental health for yourself and for everyone else so that we have tools to pull out of the pandemic. We have tools to help our families and friends and even identify stuff in ourselves.
0: You say the word gym. Is that like Latin for cheeseburger? I don't know what this gym thing you speak <laughs> of.
6: Yeah, I, mean, I haven't makes, seen it in a long time either. Makes, but I heard people go there and they like run and lift weights, to you know, get their heart stronger. I'm not quite sure though.
2: Um, I'd like to ask, you know, I, I've noticed this before before the pandemic and certainly it's it's accelerated by the pandemic. Uh, but There was always a a massive movement on social media and schools of of young people claiming to be depressed or suffering from extreme anxiety. And I I wonder sometimes, do you think maybe it's, it's true? Or is this just like a collective hive mind of of the kids being together and thinking, well, it's, it's hip and posh to be depressed or have anxiety. What do you, what do you say?
6: Well, I think that if we look at what our kids are having today versus what they had before. I mean, my kids didn't, when I was growing up, I didn't know half the things about the world that the kids know today. And they don't ha- we didn't have as much pressure. And so I mean, true. I think my goal as a high schooler was don't get a zero. It did not matter if you got a D as long as there wasn't a zero, <laughs> my
7: parents would be mad.
6: Right. And I, my heart breaks for my teenagers and what they're having to deal with. And even listening to your news, you know, it's like, oh, this is what's happening in our kids' schools. And Mm -hmm. so even before the pandemic, so I do think our kids are, you know, having more of it. But we also have to see that social media actually causes more depression because kids aren't being together, right? What I think is we're missing a lot of the tools to like help through the everyday challenges. And instead we're doing them on our phone with a meme, you know, in social media. And we don't actually get the same serotonin response as when I'm in- a room with people, so then add COVID to that, right? So I do think that there's an element where people become more aware, and of course you have a kid who's wanting attention and they might you know, hold on to the trend of the day, but I think we would be naive to think that there's not real pressures and we need to give our kids tools Mm -hmm. and ourselves tools to go into a world that's, I just think it's really hard.
0: People are shrinking back into themselves rather than connecting with other people
6: exactly and going to the cross right i mean that's the one thing i've learned through this challenge for me personally in this last year is that i have to go to jesus with my sadness and my fear and my unknowns and then i also have to look up at he doesn't answer me with a burning bush that says i have the answer to long-term covid right but what he does is he puts all these Jesuses around me right my Mm. friends my support systems who reach
8: out and help us and care for us and give us
0: hope and yeah. give us hope. Okay. Hold that thought. Catherine Denuzzo is our guest founder of Sacred Heart Mental Wellness. And you can find them linked up on their website, by the way, it's sacredheartmentalwellness.com. But we're going to go to a quick break. We're going to come right back and continue our conversation about mental wellness, anxiety, and depression, and the rest. Uh, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Share this with a friend.
7: Joy during Lent? St. Benedict thinks so.
1: One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey.
7: There are two times when St. Benedict uses the word joy in his rule. Believe it or not, they are in the chapter on the observance of Lent. What message is he trying to send us? Since Lent is a preparation for Easter, the first message is that faith in the resurrection of Jesus Christ ought to be a source of abiding confidence and joy in our life. No matter what trials we face, we have already overcome them in a certain way in Christ. The second is that fidelity to a life of integrity that corresponds with our faith is the only way to peace and joy in life.
1: For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit minute-monk.com.
7: We know Lent as a time of special discipline and attention to our Christian life. St. Benedict sees Lent as an opportunity for joy in the Holy Spirit. Do we have that kind of joy in our life?
3: Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Bay Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects homebuyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org That's
0: realestateforlife.org. God love you. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning to you. Catherine DiNuzzo is our guest, founder of Sacred Heart Mental Wellness. We're talking about depression, anxiety, getting help, and uh, Sacred Heart Mental Wellness. SacredHeartMentalWellness.com is the website. Catherine, welcome back to the show. We just had a listener... uh, uh, put a comment on our one of our live video feeds. She says, Tammy says, I suffer from inherited depression. I fought it for years with people not knowing. Finally got help when I cried every time I saw a dead animal on the road and took everything personally. You know, Tam, well, in Tammy's comment, thank you, Tammy, for commenting, by the way. Um, I was just thinking about uh, how most people probably do not get help or and or, are afraid to get help and, or feel like there's some sort of stigma in getting help. What would you say to that Catherine Denuso?
6: Well, I, again, I'm on my soapbox a little this morning is that when someone says, Hey, you know what? Um, I'm not really happy with how I feel. I'm going to go to the gym, that place that we talked about.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
6: Nobody looks at them and says, "Ugh, I cannot believe that you would go to the gym. Or if you have a cough and a headache and you're thinking, Oh, I'm going to go to the doctor. No one ever goes uh. I cannot believe. I mean, why don't you just talk to your mom? Can she help you with your tumor? And you're like, no. So why do we do that with mental health? Like seeing that it is this negative, then seeing it as a positive of trying to take care of yourself and to understand yourself. And so I highly challenge that because when we're able to work through our feelings and identify them, what I like to think of is imagine your kids with their backpack, right? And they have all these books in this backpack, Those are all of our experiences, our hereditary things, our life traumas, our boat situations, right? And we carry them and we put them on our back and it's like, oh, I got all these books, it's no problem. Well, what happens when you're carrying that book for a while? That bag, gets really heavy, right? It starts digging in. So let's take some of those books out. Let's look at them and let's put them down. We don't have to carry them all the time. And so when we start to realize like, I don't have to carry this big, heavy bag all by myself then it becomes a lot easier to put those books down.
0: Mm. Um, I was just thinking about how there are people like, a, you know, I serve in the Marine Corps and I know lots of guys who have been in actual combat and they come home and they, they, they don't always put the puzzle pieces together. You know, I think there's a lot of folks that whether the military or not, you know, they're dealing like Tammy dealing with these, they, they don't really, they don't really get or understand that they're suffering they just know maybe something's not right or, but it like takes a long time and maybe someone else having to say, Hey, are you having some trouble? Because you know, things don't look right with you for a lot of folks. I think they don't recognize it in themselves. Do you ever encounter that?
6: Oh, absolutely. It's, you know, when you haven't felt good for so long, you don't realize what feeling good feels like anymore. Mm -hmm. And so, and I think that that again is the key to sacred heart, mental wellness. And, is that we're trying to go to that in-between place. So I'm not here to replace therapy. I think you should go to therapy if you need it. This is a place where maybe maybe that's me. If you're a listener and you're thinking, oh, that's my aunt, that's me, that's my husband, that's my kid, I want you to come to Sacred Heart Mental Wellness because I'm gonna give you some knowledge that'll help you determine where is my mental wellness? where, How am I dealing with these things? There's even a free assessment that you could take that'll help understand like, how are we processing mental health challenges and the good days? And so come to Sacred Heart Mental Wellness, take the free assessment and get an idea of what are some tools to help you in this process of you know, assessing and dealing with it. And sometimes you do have to go to a professional,
0: mm. but
6: my goal is right now, a lot of counselors are full. A lot of people don't even know why they don't feel the way they do. Yeah, And they're not ready to jump into the counselor Cool. Well, let's start on the baby steps. Mm-hmm. Let's find an all online way for you to get to learn some things and be like, wow. And all of the things I teach are the things that my clients would say, why didn't I ever know this? Where I have the vet who's like, why didn't anyone tell me this is what happens with my brain when there's trauma? <laughs> I'm like, well, I know. Here you go. <laughs> I'm going to explain so you can understand.
0: I feel cheated. Yeah, for sure.
6: Exactly.
3: Yeah, the one thing that you know it gets kind of fuddled is the the terminology that we use. We uh, say things like uh, mental health, mental wellness, mental illness, mental disorders, and they all kind of get jumbled up in a big uh, bowl. And you just like pick one out and you just apply it to different things. Uh, so, what do these terms actually mean? And what's the difference between a Catholic mental wellness or a Catholic mental health? Uh, and it's just, you know, your stereotypical, like blog or blog or, uh, going to your, your secular therapist and things like that. What's the difference here?
6: Well, the big difference is, is that God created our church knowing that we were going to have anxiety. God created our church knowing we needed help. So instead of pulling out from the church, we lean into the gifts of the church. We lean into the sacraments, we lean into the Bible. There's so many stories that I can relate with my clients and my store and my in my podcasts about you know, look at this is exactly what Mary went through, right? We always think about Mary and her fiat and her yes. But what about Mary's first thing, which was like, "Huh? I don't get this. What is happening here?" Right? We we forget about that humanity piece first. And so Catholic mental wellness says our church is beautiful and full of so many gifts. Let's use that um, instead of taking it out and trying to teach the same tools without Jesus.
0: Well, we're coming up, uh, we have about another five minutes or so with Catherine a uh, founder of Sacred Heart Mental Wellness. And uh, I was just looking at some of the comments and, People are appreciating, uh, you know, the, the need for these tools. Maybe you can, can you talk to us about like, can you give, describe what are the actual tools that people might have available to them that someone like yourself at Sacred Heart Wellness might be able to help them with?
6: Okay, so the first thing is what I call the biology of anxiety. And you can go onto the Catholic Guide um, to Anxiety on Amazon. And I have a book there at Sacred Heart Mental Wellness. There's a video and you can also get like an ebook there. This is why, how God made me created beautiful and how it relates to what's happening in my brain when I feel anxious. The reality is people don't know why they feel this way. It's kind of this scary thing that's gonna pop up at any time. And this book is only, it's about 60 some pages and it's gonna tell you everything you need to understand about when you feel anxious, why you feel anxious, what you can do, mm-hmm. but how it like fits in this beauty of how God created you. So instead of you being a victim to it, it being scary, you're like, I get you. And so the first is knowledge. The second is things like I like to have code kind of words, like one is getting off the hamster wheel. (laughs) How are people who are anxious? When you have anxiety, you feel anxious, and then you're anxious that you're anxious, and then you're anxious that you're anxious, and it keeps growing and growing. And so what we have to do is like, like, wait, it's human to feel anxious. I can get off the hamster wheel. And so we teach you how to do that so that the tools work.
0: And, so, and, and this is all an online experience. Are we talking videos? Are we talking like uh, video chats, interactions, live interactions with yourself or, or somebody else? Or how does that laid out on the website?
6: There are videos, books, and then I'm offering a discounted Lenten six week course mm-hmm. that is once a week, it's virtual, but you'll actually get to work with me and I will give you so many tools and understanding of mental wellness to set you up to either benefit more from therapy or help your family or understand yourself. So mm-hmm. it, I really wanted to meet everyone where they were, needing yeah and so there's classes available books and videos
0: and uh talk to me about the cost of that i I know for a lot of folks uh you know uh i'm gonna i'm gonna make a confession here i loved marriage counseling when we went to it it was it was like Mm -hmm. the greatest date nights we ever had you know it's just because there was an interpreter that could uh, help me Mm -hmm. understand how to speak the female language and uh so but cost is always a problem it's a barrier to these types of things Mm -hmm. so how how does that work for sacred heart wellness
6: Well, I did this as something that could keep the cost down, as in like what you'd learn in the six week course would probably be a thousand to probably two thousand dollars worth of counseling. And I'm selling it for like two fifty. Oh wow. Right. So you're getting all this information that and tools to use it, but you're getting it at a quarter of the cost, Mm. right? For a session for me is $120 where I go over the biology of anxiety Well, you can get the book for the video for $18.99 and you get the same information if you sat with me in a session as you did. So my goal was actually to make it financially more accessible to people because I know that I just don't think that counseling should be for the rich. Yeah. I think it should be for everyone. Like Amen. everyone should be able to get the help that they need.
0: What about those that are technical, technologically challenged, and they maybe they're listening right now, and they they're just like, "Well, I'm not online. I, I don't. I'm not very good at websites or things like that." How how can you help them?
6: Uh, well, the first is I would say that I do have a book um, right now. Unfortunately, it's only only at Amazon, but um, so you could find the book. Catherine Denutto is a good way to Google it or search it. Um, and then there's an info place. Like I would say one, if you don't know online, someone in your life does know online and they could easily set you up with a video. Um, you could also send me an email, right. Um, which is in the contact area. And you could send me an email at info sacred heart, mental wellness, and I will walk you through it. My husband's actually helping me a lot. We will help <laughs> you get That's there. Um, so yes, I, but I've had 89-year-old clients who come oh, wow. online.
0: No kidding. I just
6: walk them through the process.
0: Okay. Well, praise be to God. Uh, Catherine Denuso, thank you for your time today. The website is sacredheartmentalwellness.com. That's sacredheartmentalwellness.com. God love you. God bless you, and have a great day, Catherine.
6: Thank you so
0: much. All right. Praise be to Jesus. We are going to run out of time here very shortly, and I wanted to make sure I got in, uh, you know, this car raffle, uh, this brand-new Mercedes. We're going to give it away, so there's no anxiety there because, you know, at the end of February, you might be driving away in a brand-new 2022 GLA 250 in night black. Some lucky Catholic radio listener is going to be driving this anyway. It could be you. I don't know. Uh, Your chances aren't that bad, really. Praise be to God. But more importantly, you'd be supporting the Catholic Radio apostolate that you're listening to right now. We'd be very grateful to you. You can find all the details on our website. Go to grnonline.com and just scroll down till you see the Mercedes there. You can click on that, and then it'll take you to the rules. It'll take you to the ability to purchase tickets. You get five for a hundred bucks, so that's a pretty good deal. Check it out. Grnonline.com Praise be to God. Thank you for your uh, participation in our show today, everybody. We're very grateful that you are here. Uh, we hope and pray that you'll come back on Monday we talk to Father Matthias from the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in La Crosse, Wisconsin about Mary Maximalism? What is that? We're going to conversate about that on Monday. So please do us a favor and share us with a friend along the way. If you are at all able to join us in the second hour, we would love to have you. We have good news, Saint of the Day, and a game show and prizes to give away. Join us online. God love you.
4: everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you.
3: You could win a 2022 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250 and help drive home the word of God. The GRN is raffling off this night black compact SUV with the luxury and performance you expect from Mercedes-Benz to support the mission of Catholic Radio. This car could be yours for only $25. Buy four tickets, you get one free. The 2022 GRN Car Raffle ends February
9: 21st, so get your tickets today at grnonline.com raffle. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. In the document, Lumen Gentium, the church tells us the family is, so to speak, the domestic church. In it, parents should, by their word and example, be the first preachers of the faith to their children. This worldwide pandemic has made it even more clear that the
2: spiritual responsibility for children rests firmly in the hands of parents.
1: Parents need to create an environment of prayer at home and then teach their children the tools of prayer. If prayer time, with the little ones especially, becomes a wrestling match or playtime, we suggest that you remove items of amusement, ignore distracting behavior from young children, and then be an example to them by turning your own mind and heart to God. If parents and older children have a heartfelt attitude of prayer, they set the right tone and example for the little ones. Remember,
6: our Heavenly Father loves our best efforts to honor Him, and will take our messy offerings and return them with grace and favor.
2: For more ideas on prayer, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org.
3: Your odyssey begins at the University of Dallas, the premier Catholic liberal arts university in Texas. With campuses in Irving and Italy, UD's rigorous core curriculum sets it apart, an education rooted in the great works of Catholic and Western tradition, an education that ennobles and enables students in their pursuit of wisdom, Truth and Virtue. Undergraduate, graduate and certificate programs available. Start your college odyssey at the University of Dallas today. Go to udallas.edu to
8: learn more.
0: and uh, praise be to God for that, right? I mean, I don't know what you're going to be doing this weekend, but one of the things I'm going to get to do this weekend, I'm very excited about it. I mean, we're going to go to Mass tonight. Praise be to God for Our Our Lady of Lourdes. I always like the way Fulton Sheen says that. Lourdes. <laughs> um, I, can, I can just hear his voice right now. At any rate, uh, so that's tonight. Tomorrow, big altar server confirmation thing going down at our parish. Looking forward to that. On Sunday, I get to give a talk to a room full of of incredible teens for Gabriel Castillo. And uh, I'm very much looking forward to that. And the talk I'm going to be giving uh, is about loving our enemies. Um, I'm so excited looking forward to this. Praise be to God. So hopefully whatever you're doing this weekend, my my dear friend, you are going to have a great weekend. Hopefully the weather will be wonderful and And who knows? You might get the honey-do list done. I mean, praise be to God for it. We're going to have a great show for you this hour. We have a piece of good news coming up. We also have the Saint of the Day, Gospel of the Day, and our game show Fear and Trembling, which means your last three chances to get in on this week's prize pack is coming to an end, very quickly, 15 past the hour, we're going to play the game. First caller gets to be the contestant, and then we give out the prize today. That day is today. So if you did not play this week or could not get on, get in, get on of, get on the phone, well, make sure you're on the phone at the right time, and uh, we'll have a good time doing it. Praise be to God. And then the second half of this hour, we have our after show where we conversate with you about whatever you want to talk about. You get to drive the conversation there. And we look forward to that. That's a fun part of our program every day. It's called The After Show. It's on the live video feeds, which are all linked up on our website, grnonline.com forward slash cdt. Hey, good morning, Rudy. Hey, good morning, Joe. Have We've you got, got be- your
2: Mercedes tickets yet? I, I wish I did. I, I want to participate, but
0: uh uh-huh, uh-huh. we can't win it. Well, you're not allowed to win? Is that what you're saying? We're not
2: allowed to win it.
0: According to the rules?
2: I would love to drive that car. Wouldn't it but, be cool? Uh, it's not in the cards for us. Have you ever driven a Mercedes? No, I haven't. But like I mentioned a couple mm-hmm. days ago, yeah. one of my dream cars is just an 80s. <laughs> I don't even know the specification, but an
0: 80s diesel Mercedes sedan. I saw one day before yesterday. Oh, man. The diesel. with It's a manual stick shift. This is what I call a baller mobile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it does zero to sixty in like two and a half days. But listen, <laughs> but it's, it's awesome. <laughs> it's still pretty awesome. I would go with the three hundred SL, the original sports sedan, the one that started it all. That'd be the one I'd go with.
2: Ah, it's just like, a classy
3: vehicle.
0: Yeah. Speaking of classy, uh, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning, to you, Adrian. Howdy,
3: howdy. Praise be to God. It's good to be here. Is it? It is. Praise be to God. Despite of it all. Despite of it all. You know, the, no, not despite of it all. Because, <laughs> because you know, yesterday I had a great time with my buddies. We He's had up. a few of my friends over and we just had a great time just chatting it up.
0: How we many Mercedes a... has, have you or your friends driven? Uh, zero. He, not one of you has driven a Mercedes well, ever? I have
3: no idea, dude. I don't know what people drive. Why
0: didn't you ask this question? It I... seems like a pertinent question to ask you know, at a
3: bachelor gathering. I'm
0: sure, yeah, we the bachelors are
3: known for talking about Mercedes. <laughs> but, uh, what no, bachelors do you hang out with? We were talking about the Crusades <laughs> for like for like four hours. <laughs> We literally got together at like six o'clock and we and, uh, and everybody left around ten thirty. Yeah. And we literally spent the entire time. We talked about the Crusader Wars, mm-hmm, the Crusades, mm-hmm. the Last Stand of the Vendee. Ooh. Uh, hey I mean, Last Stand of uh, the Swiss Guard. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what we did the whole time. We Crazy. just talked about different battles, different wars. <laughs> Thrilling. Uh, the, uh, Thrilling conversation of, uh, of the Charles the Hammer slamming down his you, axe. Charles whenever, the Hammer. Yes. Whenever he was, uh, <laughs> whenever he heard the story, he had his yeah. his Vikings around. Wow. His, his Frank's around, yes, and the uh, the bishop is telling them about mm. the the Jews and the Romans crucifying our Lord, yeah. and all of them like start banging their ha- axes on the ground, saying, "If we had been there, they would not have crucified him." And uh, it's just <laughs> like, oh, it's like it's so epic. I
0: seem to remember Peter saying something like that. Oh, that didn't go well either. Anyway, praise be to God. It uh, sounds like a riveting conversation. Good but times. Uh, hey, uh, get those car raffle tickets in very quickly. We are going to be giving that car away pretty soon now, a couple, under two weeks, so go to grnonline.com to get your car raffle tickets. Better yet, call your GRN station manager and ask them, because you'll be fostering a great relationship with your local station, and you might be able to help them sell a few more in order to support your local Catholic radio station. Go to grnonline.com. And then just scroll down to see the black Mercedes and click on that for all the details. Praise be to Jesus. We're going to jump into our hour, and uh, we're looking forward to it. So praise be to God. We're going to be praying for the conversion of sinners everywhere around the world, especially the most hard-hearted and blasphemers around the world. We want them to get to heaven, too. So let's pray for Our Lady to intercede for them as well. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your good news with Rudy Carlos.
2: Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm Rudy Carlos, and now your good news story for the day. Epic Times reports 97-year-old Marine who survived Iwo Jima walks into cafe, tells his stories, so they give him his own table. The Cafe Republic on North Beach Street in Fort Worth holds a special place for someone who once prayed on a beach during the Battle of Iwo Jima. That someone is Don Graves, who's 97, who joined the Marine Corps in 1942 at age 17 before shipping off to fight alongside the 335 other Marines, of whom only 18 came off the island. In his 2nd Battalion, Graves was the only flamethrower to survive. He started coming into Cafe Republic in 2019, soon after the owner, Jimmy Arta Polozani excuse me if I'm mispronouncing that, first opened its doors, the, pro- the proprietor told the Epic Times. He comes in and he doesn't want to be seated. He just goes and sits at table one, Polozani said. Since now he always comes in and sits at his table, let's make this the Don Graves table, he said. The local war hero stops by every day, on a diet day, ordering an English muffin and fruit, but also loving his classic Benedict, bacon and eggs. We recognize that he always wore his hat that says Iwo Jima Survivor and we started asking him about it, the owner said. We got to sitting down and got to discussing about his service in the military and Iwo Jima and all that stuff. In his honor, they hung above the t- his table pictures of Graves in the military, the Battle of Iwo Jima, and the flag rising. A history buff, Paul Azani learned that Graves, growing up in Michigan, first tried to join the Marines at age 16 because of the attack on Pearl Harbor, but was rejected because of his age. On his birthday six months later, he signed up. We got, to respect our, we got to respect our military veterans, especially Don Graves, because he's a flamethrower, said Palazzani, who's a police officer. The life expectancy of a flamethrower was like 13 minutes, he said. He's well known within the DFW region here at Fort, uh, at Fort Worth, and people have a lot of respect for him. Graves once lugged a 72-pound flamethrower into the beaches of Iwo Jima with a Marine on either side to assist, the survivor recalled. His task was to take out pillboxes where the enemy was fortified. He saw legendary Medal of Honor awardee John Balazzani shot dead 100 feet to his right. It took three grueling days to reach their their goal, Suribachi, which was 540 feet away. Graves saw the iconic Ibojima flag rising and said goodbye to his friends and shipped off the island. Of the prayer he uttered on the beach, Graves recounted, "'I put my face in the sand,' I said. God, I don't know much about you, but if you can do for me what people tell me you can, I will serve you the rest of my life. And he did just that, returning home and then getting, re- getting laid off from a refrigerating- refrigeration factory, he joined a ministry and served the- a church for 32 years. Some 70 years later, after that prayer, Graves walked into, a ca- into Cafe Republic and told his story of sacrifice and patriotism, how he and the kids fought alongside uh, what they did for love of country and the American flag. Last year, the cafe helped Graves celebrate his 97th birthday and had a massive turnout. And that's good news. God love you.
3: The saint of the day, well before that, I have to mention, it's required, I must do it, it is the Feast of Our Lady of Lords, So give a prayer oh, to Our Lady of Lords today and recognize Our Lady as the Immaculate Conception. The saint of the day is St. Pascal, born in around the 8th century. Pascal was a son of Bonsus, a Roman. He studied at the Lateran, was named head of St. Stephen's Monastery, which housed pilgrims to Rome. And he was elected Pope to succeed Pope Stephen IV on the day Stephen died, January 25, 817. Emperor Louis the Pious agreed to respect papal jurisdiction. But when Luis's son Lothair I came to Rome in 823 to be consecrated king, he broke the pact by presiding at a trial involving a group of nobles opposing the Pope. When the two papal officials who had testified for the nobles were found blinded and murdered, Pascal was accused of the crime. He denied any complicity, but refused to surrender the murderers, who were members of his household, declaring that the two dead officials were traitors and the secular authorities had no jurisdiction in the case. The result was the constitution of Lothair, severely restricting papal uh, judicial and police powers in Italy. Pascal was unsuccessful in attempts to end the iconoclastic heresy of Emperor Leo V and encouraged Saints Nicephorus For- and Theodore Studotius in Constantinople to resist iconoclasm. And he gave refuge to many Greek monks who fled to Rome to escape persecution from the iconoclasts. Pascal built and redecorated many churches in Rome and transferred many relics from the catacombs to churches in the city. Pascal died on the 11th of February, 824. The Roman Curia refused him the honor of burial within St. Peter's Basilica because of their perceived harsh government of the Roman people. He was instead buried in the Basilica of Santa Presede, which also contains the famous Episcopa Theodora a mosaic of his mother. He was canonized on the in 1963, in the late 16th century, in his feast day. Was put in the 1963 calendar on the 14th of May,
0: but is now celebrated on the 11th of February. Saint Pascal, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Mark chapter 7, verses 31 through 37. Jesus left the district of Tyre and went by way of Sidon to the Sea of Galilee into the district of the Decapolis. And people brought to him a deaf man who had a speech impediment and begged him to lay his hands on him. He took him off by himself, away from the crowd. He put his finger into the man's ears, and spitting, touched his tongue. Then he looked up to heaven and groaned, and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And immediately the man's ears were opened, his speech impediment was removed, and he spoke plainly. He ordered them not to tell anyone, but the more he ordered them not to, the more they proclaimed it they were exceedingly astonished and they said he has done all things well he makes the deaf hear and the mute speak the gospel of the lord Amen. praise to you lord jesus christ uh, there's a there's a huge uh, I don't generally read from pseudo Jerome or pseudo Chrysostom. I, t- I tend to keep to the direct quotes from the saints themselves and the, and the great commentaries of the early church fathers. But uh, there's some good stuff here from pseudo Jerome. Um, but I want to give some time to Cornelius Lapide this morning. Adrian, what did you find?
3: Yes, Cornelius Lapide. Let's just do two things from Cornelius Lapide. One is his comments on the being, uh, on the putting his finger in his mouth. Uh, He has a lot to say about it, but tropologically speaking, he said everyone ought to seek the same thing and say with the psalmist, O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise, and do the same in regards to our ears, that we may be able to sing aloud with Isaiah. The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary." Uh, this is a beautiful thing because our Lord desires that what comes out of our mouth be edifying and be directed towards his glory. The second thing I want to point out is Cornelius Lapid's, uh catechesis on uh, humility. He says... That when he charged them that they should tell no man, this was not properly a command involving a fault if disobeyed, but merely a token of urbanity and modesty that indeed he might signify he would not make a parade of his miracles. This is important because whenever this happens, what is taught by this? Or Chris Lapide says that we are taught that when we confer benefits, we should not seek applause. This is important. We should not seek applause, but... When we receive benefits, we should praise our benefactors, even though they are unwilling to be praised. And so he quotes St. Augustine. He says, by his prohibition, the Lord wished to teach us how very fervently they ought to preach to whom he has given a command to preach when they who were commanded to be silent could not hold their peace. So if you are giving benefits, do not seek a reward, and if you receive benefits, you have to go out there and you have to give glory and give a
0: praise for the person that has Amen. done such great things for you. And looking up to heaven, he groaned and he taught us to groan and to raise up the treasures of our hearts to heaven. Yea name Amen, pseudo Jerome. All right, it's time to play our game. Praise be to God. We're very grateful to verboom.com forward slash GRN for giving us the tools to dive into the Gospel Reflection. That's with the a V, V-E-R-B-U-M, verboom.com forward slash GRN. But it is time to play our game, and what we need is a caller, a contestant who wants to have fun with us. Praise be to God. You don't need to know the answers. It's fun. If you've never tried, try today. We're going to give out prizes today, 877-757-9424. Call now, 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424.
4: Blessed John Paul II once said, As the family goes, so goes the nation, and so goes the whole world in which we live.
1: How easy it is to point fingers and place blame for the mess in which our society has found itself. But stop just for a minute and ask, what have I done to make it better? Is my family doing anything to improve the world?
4: Possibly the most effective thing a family can do for society is pray together regularly. Pray for our president every single day. Pray for all our government leaders, our bishops and priests, our teachers, our military, our business owners
1: create a list of family petitions if the teenager puts an anonymous prayer request on the list let it be anonymous
4: prayer is our greatest weapon to change the nation and the world
1: remember what father patrick payton said the family that prays together stays together this has been a minute for your marriage
4: and family with balanced families ministries
0: Joe McClain! Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. And fear and trembling. The Catholic Trivia Game Show, where we have a secret and hidden agenda. All right, so the deal is, just like our Lord, you're not allowed to go tell anybody about my secrets and my agendas. But if you promise not to tell, then I will share with you what we love to do on the Game Show. Number one, we like to teach the faith, so we look for teachable moments in the questions where you might learn something about the Catholic faith that you did not know before. Praise be to God. That's always a good time. And then we like to laugh. We like to have a good time, and our callers are amazing. They laugh with us. They're great sports, and praise be to God for that. And we, of course, give out prizes. And today is that day when we do give out prizes. But uh, here's the deal: I have three Catholic trivia questions, and I will not ask the caller the questions. Instead, I ask Adrian. I ask Rudy, and one of them will be correct, and the other will be incorrect. The caller will then have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision. Whom do they trust more? And then every correct answer goes into the. Coffee cup of Divine Providence to win this week's prize and today's the day we pull the name out of the cup Rudy what
2: could they win praise God the sponsor of our game show this week is outrageous mom who's generously sponsoring with a printed scarf her Catholic gifts are exclusively hers designed and manufactured just for outrageous mom well made to give honor to our lady mother of all believers each of their scarves has a miraculous medal attached to honor the practice of wearing the sacramental given to the world by our Blessed Mother herself in Paris in 1830. All fabric designs are her own. Shop owner Laura conceives an idea, draws a rough sketch, and storyboards for fabric designer Alina to create a unique pattern of beauty. Check out her website at OutrageousMom.com or follow her on Instagram at outrageousmom_com.
0: Praise be to God. Thank you, OutrageousMom.com, for your generous support of our game show. Let's go to the phones. If you, By the way, if you don't get on today, try again on Monday. We'll have a new prize. It'll be fun. Uh, Ramirez family, good morning to you.
10: Good morning.
0: Praise be to God, Ramirez family. Where are you calling from?
6: We are calling from Richmond, Texas.
0: Hey, now. that's the, I think it's like the Dallas-Fort Worth area, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah.
1: No, no, no. As a matter of fact, it's next to Rosenberg.
0: Oh, that's way I was off by, like, I don't know, 400 (laughs) miles or something? (laughs) Like 150. Is it that far? (laughs) Well, praise be to God. Good morning, and we're glad you're here now. I I see it's Ramirez's family, so who's in the car this morning?
1: So, Andres Felipe, uh, we, are, we are dropping him off a straight Jesuit right now. Oh, cool. Uh, Juan Pablo, Juan Pablo in Alondra that go to St. Jerome in Spring Branch.
0: How so, wonderful. Yeah. Praise be to God. Now, you guys are not allowed to tell my secrets and agendas, okay? So you got to keep that secret. But do you understand how to play the game, and are you ready? Yes, we are ready. Let's do this. Praise be to God. We're going to start with Rudy first, as is our tradition, our custom here on the team. Rudy, good morning to you. Good morning. Are you ready? I think so. Are you sure?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I was born for this. Are you sure? <laughs> That's what God told me.
0: <laughs> what is the response at the conclusion of the epistle? What do we as Catholics say? We say, thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. hmm mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Seems reasonable, seems pretty straightforward, but let's just, let's see what Adrian has to say. Adrian, can you tell me? That's me. Mm-hmm what is the response at the conclusion of the epistle at holy mass
3: ah yes yes this is very important is it mm-hmm. okay we, you mm-hmm. look to your left yeah you look to your right right and what do you say <laughs> i don't know you say laus tibi Christe." laus tibi Christe." i say that well you might not. Okay. But mm-hmm. somebody does. Somebody, Someone <laughs> does. It's okay.
0: In oh. English, that would be praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Laos TV Christi. Okay, so uh, Ramirez family, here is the deal. The question is, what do we say when the epistle is concluded at Holy Mass? Uh, Adrian seems to think it's Laos TV Christi versus Rudy seems to think it's thanks be to God. Uh, 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Ramirez family, what say you?
6: Adrian, not no. <laughs> no.
0: I heard someone say no.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Who? I'm sorry. I need an answer. What do you got, Adrian or Rudy? Rudy.
3: Okay. TikTok Rudy. time's up. <laughs> <I> Die, <heard> Rudy.
0: <laughs> you gotta, you gotta watch out for them curveballs to the little right corner. You don't want to swing at those. Uh, uh, <laughs> good. Good job, son, in the back over <laughs> right. there. I heard. I oh, heard. <laughs> heard, <laughs> heard no, Rudy. That's right. Yeah. Rudy, go, don't do Adrian Praise be to God You're right, thanks be to God Thanks be to God is the correct answer And what would that be in Latin, Adrian? Deo
3: gratias uh, Deo gratias used to, They used to knock on our doors in the morning yeah. and say Benedicamus domino And then we'd respond, Deo gratias Are, Were you
0: really <laughs> giving thanks to God for getting up early? No, I was very <laughs> upset Alright, you're in the cup, you could win Praise be to God I think this next question is fairly straightforward as well It may be all easy question Friday, I don't know Let's go to Adrian for this next one. Adrian. Oh, no. I mean. What do you mean, yes. oh, no? <laughs> uh-huh. what do you mean? No, no, oh, no. Um, <clears> throat> Adrian. Throat> that's me. What term designates devotional practices uh, over mm. nine consecutive nine, days yes. or weeks? Mm, yes. What do we call that? Yes. A devotional practice that
3: follows nine consecutive days or weeks yeah, mm-hmm. is a novena. Uh,
0: Novena? Yes. I've heard that someplace. Derivative from nine. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Derivative of nine? Uh, hey, uh, hey, Rudy. Yes, sir. Uh, can you answer this for me, please? What term designates devotional practices over nine consecutive days or weeks? Uh, hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say a litany. Really? Yeah. A litany. A litany. Hmm. Well, I guess this is trickier than I thought, Ramirez Family, because Rudy seems to think it's called a litany, but Adrian says it's called a novena. 15 seconds on the clock, who is right, who is wrong? Ramirez Family, what say you? Adrian. Whoa, that was quick. Wow, easy peasy. No no partisan divide there on that one, I guess. That was easy, I suppose. You're in, praise be to God, congratulations. How do you guys feel? You're, You're two for two so far. We feel excited. We're, we're happy. <laughs> I'm glad because this next
3: one, I yeah. don't know. Hardest question we've ever had. It could be. Literally. It's, it's, uh, the oh, hardest goodness. question that we've ever had in the history of the game show.
2: We looked it up at hardquestions.com.
3: <laughs> so I'm
0: glad you're uh, you're feeling good, because I'd oh, yeah. hate to feel bad if you feeling bad. It's All right, over. anyway, here we go, third question, back to Rudy. Hey, Rudy. Hey, Joe. What are the first two words in English? Okay. Of oh, okay. the Nicene Constantinopi- Constantinopolitan, I can't even say that word, the creed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you don't want me to say it in Nicene Constantinopolitan. Exactly. You want me to say it in English.
3: In English, please. <laughs> yes, please. Because I can't, so you should.
0: In
2: English, it's the word was made flesh. Mm. It, the, those mm. the first two it, words. The first two words and the... <laughs>
0: Wow. And it follows the word was made flesh. Uh, I see. So you're sneaking wow. in four out of... Okay. Mm. Uh, hey, uh, hey, Adrian. Hey, Joe. Can, can, you, can you tell me? Uh, in English this time, please, if you don't mind. Not, um, not Latin? Oh, no, thank okay. you. What are the first two words of the Nicene Constantinopolitan... The creed? What are we... <laughs> what, I mean, what are Nicene the
3: Nicene <laughs> <Creed>, Constantinopolitan <laughs> yeah. creed. Yeah. Thank you. That would be... I believe, but uh-huh. in Latin it would actually only be one word. It'd be credo. Credo. I believe. Isn't hmm. that
0: ice cream? Constant, All right, we're gonna run out of time here. Napolitan. Ramirez family. Uh, the ans- the answers were Adrian says it's I believe, were versus Rudy says and the word was made flesh. He snuck in four words out of two. Uh, but the- Rudy or Adrian, fifteen seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Ramirez family. What say you? Adrian. What? Very confident in these answers now. Wow. Survey says. Congratulations. Right. Yeah, You're in, in for pretty pretty three. Hot. Were you guys at all f- tricked by that one? Was that pretty straightforward, or did you think it was hard? Uh,
1: Juan Pablo seems very confident.
0: Very confident. Okay, that was the hardest com- I've ever had. Repeat yeah. after me.
2: Constant. Constantinopolitan. Constantinopolitan. We're
0: going to run out of time. We need to pick a winner. Art Rudy, I'm shuffling here. So, uh, Brother Rudy is shuffling the coffee cup of Divine Providence. It may or it may not be God's holy will that you win. I don't know. All right. Uh, But let's just see how it goes. Let's pray. Let's pray. You you have a name already?
2: Here's the the coffee cup of Divine Providence if you haven't seen it.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's Jacqueline. Jacqueline! Jacqueline! Congratulations, Jacqueline! Praise be Ramirez family, I'm, I'm sorry. Thank you for playing. Uh, it was not God's holy will that you should win today. But you were no a lot God. of fun, and we love that. Yes. Probably more than anything. Thank you. God loves you guys. Thank you. What is on your agenda to, uh, this weekend? Are you going to do anything fun?
4: We're watching the Super Bowl.
0: Oh, oh, oh is okay. that this weekend? Is that this weekend? I stopped then, watching football a long time ago. Well, praise be to God. Tomorrow. Well, God Thank love you. you. Have know. a great day. <laughs> Enjoy your day at school. And uh, thank you for playing our game. Maybe you can try another month or so. We'd love to try again. Who knows? Thank you. All right. God bless you guys. Take care. That is going to do it for the radio side of our show today. Praise be to Jesus and the whole week. We had a lot of fun hanging out with you guys. Uh, if you can and you're able to, join us in the after show. We live video stream on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Odyssey. We're on LinkedIn. We often cross post to other platforms as well. But chat with us, hang out with us. You get to drive that conversation. We're going to do that for the next half hour. Until then, we'll see you next week. We're going to have Father uh, Matthias on to talk about Mary maximalism on Monday. Join us for that. God bless you. God love you. Have a great
1: weekend. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired.
9: The Guadalupe Radio Network now
3: brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the Chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi
0: in Corpus Christi, Texas.
10: Welcome to the Holy Mass at Our Lady of Corpus Christi Chapel. Today we celebrate the memorial of Our Lady of Lourdes. The intention for today's Mass is for all of our online viewers And for those joining us through Guadalupe Radio. Mary the dawn, Christ the perfect day. Mary the gate, Christ the heavenly way. Mary the temple, Christ the temple's lord. Mary the shrine, Christ the god adored. Mary, the mother, Christ, the Mother son, both ever blessed, while endless ages run.
9: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, <coughs> the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. Forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen.
5: Kiri Alehi song. Kiri
10: Alehi Song.
5: Kriste
10: Lehi song. Kris tehi song.
5: Kirihi song.
10: Kiri alehi song. Let
5: us pray. Grant us, so merciful God, protection in our weakness that we who keep the memorial of the Immaculate Mother of God may, with the help of her intercession, rise up from our iniquities. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever.
10: Amen.
8: A reading from the first book of Kings. Jeroboam left Jerusalem and the prophet Ahijah the Shilonite met him on the road. The two were alone in the area and the prophet was wearing a new cloak. Ahijah took off his new cloak, tore it into twelve pieces and said to Jeroboam, Take ten pieces for yourself. The Lord, the God of Israel says, I will tear away the kingdom from Solomon's grasp and will give you 10 of the tribes. One tribe shall remain to him for the sake of David, my servant and of Jerusalem, the city I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel. Israel went into rebellion against David's house to this day. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I am the Lord your God, hear my voice. I am the Lord your God, hear my voice. There shall be no strange God among you, nor shall you worship any alien God. I, the Lord, am your God, who led you forth from the land of Egypt.
10: I but am the Lord your God, hear my, my voice.
8: voice. My people heard not my voice and Israel obeyed me not. So I gave them up to the hardness of their hearts. They walked according to their own counsels. I
10: am the Lord your God, hear my my
8: voice. If only my people would hear me, and Israel walk in my ways, quickly would I humble their enemies. Against their foes I would turn my hand.
10: I am the Lord your God, hear my voice. Alleluia alleluia, 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 alleluia. Alleluia, alleluia, Open our hearts, O Lord, to listen to the words of your Son. Alleluia. Hallelujah!
9: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus left the district of Tyre and went by way of Sidon to the Sea of Galilee into the district of the Decapolis. And people brought to him a deaf man who had a speech impediment and begged him to lay his hands on him. He took him off by himself away from the crowd, he put his finger into the man's ears, and spitting touched his tongue, then he looked up to heaven and groaned and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And immediately the man's ears were opened, his speech impediment was removed, and he spoke plainly. He ordered them not to tell anyone, but the more he ordered them not to, the more they proclaimed it. They were exceedingly astonished, and they said, he has done all things well he makes the deaf hear and the mute speak the gospel of the lord
10: praise to you lord jesus christ
9: 168 years ago today february 11th 1858 our lady appeared to saint bernardette subaru in Massabielle, the grotto outside of lourdes and After 18 apparitions in six months and a spring being dug up by an act of humility of St. Bernadette, and also Our Lady saying, asked her, who who are you, what's your name? She said, I am the Immaculate Conception. We celebrate today, that that anniversary, Our Lady of Lourdes. Thirty years ago today, Pope St. John Paul II declared it the World Day of Prayer for the Sick and every year on this day we pray for especially because at Lourdes so many people were healed of the healing waters and much more were actually healed by the eucharistic processions that they had there uh you know healed from Jesus contact with Jesus through our blessed mother and every year the pope issues a statement of on on the sick and he did so again this year and the theme that he declared was To be merciful, as our Heavenly Father is merciful. And he said in his message, and he was talking about, you know, it's very poignant in these times when there's a different kind of sickness around. When individuals experience frailty and suffering in their own flesh as a result of illness, their hearts become heavy, fear spreads, uncertainties multiply, and questions about the meaning of what is happening in their lives become all the more urgent, How can we forget in this regard those patients who during this time of pandemic spent the last part of their earthly life in solitude in an intensive care unit assisted by generous healthcare workers, yet far from their loved ones and the most important people in their lives. And, you know, talks about praying for the sick, but also praying for healthcare workers. He even goes on to say, uh, to to point out, be mindful of the great dignity of your profession as well as the responsibility that it entails. You know, in this this past August in this town of Corpus Christi, Texas, we experienced uh uh it was a spike, it was the Delta variant, and it was really ugly. Um we had a sister, a salt sister die just she was thirty three years old, and it was you know, she was uh as a sister said, the best of us, uh just in the flower of her youth. And Every day for myself, I I found myself in the hospital at least an hour a day um, helping to cover it. And the ER was like a a war zone. And I remember meeting a a young doctor who was, I think she was a nurse, but she was running the ER. And she looked like a woman who had just lost her dad. She was very traumatized. She was very frail. And she was just at the point, you could tell, she was just at the point of unraveling um, because the ER she was running was, it was really, um, ugly. Um, and myself, you know, during that time, a couple times a day, I would break down because it was so emotionally harrowing. It was like participative trauma. Well, I had a friend of mine who doesn't have a lot of money. He offered to bring me with him and his wife on vacation. And I, I was there for a week with them. And for some reason, after that, um, I'd stopped breaking down. I felt better just because somebody reached out to me. Somebody saw that I was, uh, I was suffering and they said, Hey, let me, let me help you. And that's, that's what we have to do for, um, when we see people suffering, when people, we need to be merciful as the heavenly father is merciful and be careful of treating them the same way that you would treat them were they normal, uh, you know, if, if when somebody just goes through something harrowing, You don't treat them. And I would say the same thing about yourself. Be careful of comparing the version of you when you're going through trauma and suffering to the the healthy one, Um, because Jesus doesn't relate to you the same. Neither should you relate to you the same. You have to be merciful to yourself. You have to be patient with yourself and not expect, expect you to run on all cylinders like you normally do, but just to be very, Aware that you know and allow yourself uh, the needs, the means to recuperate, and the means to to work through those kinds of things, whether that's with extra rest or extra, especially extra prayer before the Blessed Sacrament, um, you know, extra prayer. The Rosary is an excellent prayer of of peace and of emotional healing. Um, but also beware, of, wary of those who work with the sick. So let us pray on this wonderful feast day of Our Lady of Lourdes, the World Day of Prayer for the Sick, let us pray that the church would shine forth in the proclamation of God's mercy to be merciful, even as our Heavenly Father is merciful. We bring our petitions to the Lord. We pray for the whole church on this World Day of Prayer for the Sick that she may proclaim the mercy of God by visiting Jesus, who said, if you visit the sick, you visit me. We pray to the Lord.
10: Lord, hear our prayer.
9: We pray for our Holy Father, all bishops and priests, that they may have the courage to orient the church towards a ministry of all those in greatest need. For this, we pray to the Lord.
10: Lord, hear our prayer.
9: We pray for our government leaders, that they may not obstruct the gospel and create a special way for an end to abortion, same-sex unions, gender confusion, and human trafficking. We pray to the Lord.
10: Lord, hear our prayer.
9: We pray for all of the sick. We pray for healing in the name of Jesus, in the name of his precious blood, the Holy Spirit may restore them to full health according to the will of our Father. We pray to the Lord.
10: Lord, hear our prayer.
9: We pray for all of the dying, especially that they may have uh, comfort of those who uh, accompany the dying for their ministry as well. We pray to the Lord
10: lord hear our prayer
9: we pray for all of our beloved dead that they may enter the father's eternal glory for these we pray to the lord
10: lord hear our prayer
9: heavenly father we ask you to hear us for make these and all our petitions in the holy name of jesus christ and through the powerful intercession of our blessed mother marys we pray hail Hail mary Mary, full full of of grace the lord is with thee blessed art thou among women and and blessed blessed is is the the fruit of thy womb womb, jesus Jesus. holy Holy mary Mary, mother of of god Pray Pray for for us, sinners, sinners, now now and at at the hour hour of of our death. Amen. Amen.
10: Come, Holy Ghost, creator blessed, and in our hearts take up thy rest. Come with thy grace and heavenly aid, To fill the hearts which Thou hast made, To fill the hearts which Thou hast made. O Comforter, to Thee we cry, Thou heavenly gift of God Most High. Thou font of life and fire of love and sweet anointing from above and sweet anointing from above.
9: Great brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father.
10: May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church.
9: Receive, O Lord, we ask the prayers of your people with sacrificial offerings, that through the intercession of blessed Mary, the mother of your son, no petition may go unanswered, no request be made in vain, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts.
10: We lift them up to the Lord.
9: Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, and to praise, bless, and glorify your name on the feast day of the blessed ever-Virgin Mary. For by the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit, she conceived your only begotten Son, and without losing the glory of virginity, brought forth into the world the eternal light, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him the angels praise your majesty, dominions adore and powers tremble before you. Heaven and the virtues of heaven and the blessed seraphim worship together with exaltation. May our voices we pray join with theirs and humble praise as we acclaim. Song
10: to whose song to whose song to Stone Steusabot terra. Gloria O sana in excelsis, benedictus, qui in homine domini, sana in excelsis.
9: You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy and you never cease to gather people to yourself so that from the rising of the sun to its setting a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name therefore o lord we humbly implore you by the same spirit graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration that they may become the body and blood of your son our lord jesus christ at whose command we celebrate these mysteries for on the night he was betrayed he himself took bread And giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, with Saint Bernadette Subaru, and with all the saints, on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, with your servant Francis our Pope, Michael our Bishop, the Order of Bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family, whom you somebody summoned before you in your compassion, O merciful Father. Gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. Remember your servants, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that they who are united with your Son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection, when from the earth he will raise up in the flesh those who have died and transform our lowly body after the pattern of his own glorious body. To our departed brothers and sisters too, and to all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory, when you will wipe away every tear from our eyes. For seeing you, our God, as you are, we shall be like you for all the ages and praise you without end. Through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with
5: him and in him, O God, almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours for ever and ever. Amen. Preceptis salutari moniti et divini institutioni formati audehimus dicere Pater noster qui es in celis sanctificetur
10: nomentum adveniat regnum tuum.
5: Fiat voluntas tua, sic ut in celo et in terra, panem nostrum
10: quotidianum da nobis hodie et dimitté nobis debita nostra, sic ut et nos dimitimus, debitoribus nostris et ne nos inducas in
9: tentationem
10: Qui tollis peca Me re no hobis, Anus Qui tollis peca tamundi, Dona no Behold
9: the Lamb of God, behold Him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed is the womb of the Virgin Mary, which bore the Son of the Eternal Father.
10: An act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you Thou who at Thy Eucharist didst pray That all Thy Church might be forever one Grant us at every Eucharist to say With longing heart and soul Thy will be done O oh, may we all one bread, one body be, Through this blessed sacrament of unity. We pray thee to for wanders from thy fold, O oh, bring them back, good shepherd of the sheep back to the faith which saints believed of old, back to the church which still that faith doth keep. Soon may we all one bread, one body be through this blessed sacrament of unity. So, Lord, at length when sacrament shall cease, May we be one with all thy church above, One with thy saints in one unbroken peace, One with thy saints in one unbounded love, more blessed still in peace and love to be, one with the Trinity in unity.
5: Blood, offspring, as we receive this heavenly sacrament, we beseech, O Lord, your mercy, that we who rejoice in commemorating the Blessed Virgin Mary May by imitating her serve worthily the mystery of our redemption through Christ our Lord
10: Amen.
9: The Lord be with you and with your spirit may almighty God bless you the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit Amen go in the peace of Christ. Thanks, Thanks be to God
10: <clears throat> Immaculate Mary Thy praises we sing Who reignest in splendor With Jesus our King Ave, ave, ave Maria Ave, ave Maria
3: Transmitting the treasures of our Catholic faith to your radio
1: every day. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Is a